0: Let's get into the Word of God. Um, thank you, Joe, for the beautiful worship, Brother Sayed. Thank you very much for the testimony, the uh, um, you know the events the, that you have shared with us. It was really an eye opener. Uh, I mean, I was I, I actually got a headache actually because I was feeling the pain, uh, the the suffering that the people are going through in the red light areas where you have been to uh, to preach taking the word of god there Uh, really thank god for you and your ministry where you know you are uh, spending so much time among the poor right and you you mentioned that you know the spirit of god uh, you noticed you know the spirit of god manifesting among these people people speaking in beginning to speak in tongues uh, and and you were baffled how you know uh, How the Spirit of God can anoint someone, you know, like that, who the prostitutes, the pimps, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising because, you know, if you you look at uh, Jesus, he had compassion uh, for the poor. His heart was always with the poor, right? He always, he was born among the poor, right? He was God, right? He could have chosen to have born in Herod's house, right, Herod or a, one of the rich Jews, but he was—he chose to be born among the poor and a minister to the poor and his, uh, in his own words he said that you know it's not the healthy who needs a, a doctor but it's, it's the sick who needs the doctor, these people have not heard about Jesus, right, I mean these people need to hear the gospel, these people need to give their hearts to Jesus and that is how they will get delivered from us and So, thankful for your uh, ministry, brother. Uh, Whoever is listening to this podcast, please uh, contact me if you want to uh, contribute to Brother Syed's ministry. You have to listen to Brother Syed's testimony. He came from a Muslim background. Uh, Jesus Christ came into his life, exploded into his life. Uh, touched them, he got saved now, he is living to serve the Lord uh, among the poor the poorest of the poor in UP Bombay, red light areas he and his ministry, they go and preach the gospel uh, they give clean water, they strive to give clean water to the poor right now. so whoever is listening to this podcast, please contact me if you want to contribute to Syed's ministry thank you very much, let's get on to God's word. Thank you, Lord, for this time you have given us uh, to spend time in your midst, to understand uh, your word, to hear each other's testimony, to be strengthened by each other's testimony. Uh, Yep. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to study your word and listen to what you have to say. Blessed be thy name. In Jesus' name, let's start uh, the word of God. Okay let's uh, want to talk about uh, you know sin today I mean brother Syed was uh, just sharing this the amount of suffering people are going through in this poor country like India uh, trust me uh, worse things like like this are happening in countries like Nigeria Somalia Bangladesh you know, if you watch YouTube, you know, you will come to know there are uh, similar stories across the world, right? There's so much of suffering across the world, right? And God has been so gracious to us. Uh, we, we have good houses, good jobs, good families. And our families are protected from all such dangerous people and, um, you know, has kept us safe. We have to, We owe Him so much of thanks. We owe Him so much of gratitude, right? So there is this problem of suffering across this world, right? So what is what is the, what is the uh, you know if if you, if you listen to one of my previous messages about the, the wisdom series, right? You know it's it's so complicated, right? There are people asking questions. There are people who ask me questions many times, right? If your God is so good, why is He not stopping suffering like this, right? Why did He did not stop the Holocaust? Why is He is not stopping rape? Why is He not stopping this? uh the, the the prostitution, the the exploitation, the human trafficking, oh my God, all it just doesn't make sense, right? So I would encourage you to listen to one of, I mean the, the wisdom series that the, the wisdom um, series, the message that uh, you know I shared in podcast, you know, there are some answers we get from the biblical point of view, right? when job asks such similar questions. Why, why there is something right god gives uh, clear answers right so today's topic we are going to talk about is sin right so I'll, I'll 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 be clear clear about you know why there is so much evil and suffering in this world it's simply because of sin right and the main problem is sin and for us to uh, understand uh, or how to how to solve this problem right the solution of course is jesus only right how, how do we tackle this problem? How do we approach this problem? For that, we need to have a very, very clear understanding of what sin uh, is, right? And fortunately, the Bible gives us a very, very robust definition of what sin is. A very, very clear understanding of what sin is, right? And I have searched the meaning of sin in various religious books. Hinduism does not give a clear answer. Quran does not give. Buddhism does not. I mean, all these... Uh, explain sin as you know an action that you probably do something to offend god or things things answers way answers like that but those are yeah in a way that that's sin but that's not uh, the definition of sin these are the consequences of sin like god in his word uh the bible god has given us a very robust and very clear answer Definition of what sin is. So let's dive into the word to understand what sin is so that you know we understand when we understand what the problem is, we know how to deal with it, right? So let's go to uh, Genesis chapter 4, verse 7. All right, uh, this is the story of Cain and Abel, right? All of us know who Cain and Abel are, Cain and Abel are the children of Adam and Eve, and uh, just Now Adam and Eve they have committed a sin. You can say that they have plunged into sin. They've eaten the forbidden fruit, Uh, and then now here is Cain and Abel, the children of uh, Adam and Eve. And then um, you know the story goes like uh, Abel is uh, the brother of Cain. God is pleased with his sacrifices, and God is not so pleased with Cain's sacrifice. And here is Cain, who's angry about that you know because angry and jealous about his brother because God accepted his brother's offerings God is happy with him so what the Lord is talking to Cain here right so these are the words of the Lord okay so let's pay attention Uh, Genesis chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 right the Lord is talking to Cain here then the Lord said to Cain why are you angry why is your face downcast if you do what is right will you not be accepted but if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to consume you. Have you? But you must rule over it. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so now the Lord is describing sin. Uh, he's portraying sin as a hungry animal which is ready to consume Cain. Look at that. He says, But if sin is crouching at your door, it desires to consume you, right? And. Uh, It is waiting to eat you, but you must master over it. You must rule over it. In other words, God is telling that you can rule over sin. These are God's words, not my words, right? uh, The Lord is saying, uh, telling Cain, you can rule over it. But then, you know, Cain chooses to give in to sin. Okay, and then sin devours him. And then an entire civilization, a sinful civilization from the line of Cain is established. That leads to Babylon. And we know how that story unfolds right so god is saying uh, you can rule over sin right so what is sin here right so let's uh, fast forward to the new testament right let's keep our hand here on this verse and then let's go to romans chapter 7 this is a whole uh, paragraph that i will be leading apostle paul right our beloved apostle paul the apostle to the gentiles who wrote most of the new testament epistles letters to the church right Uh, the Holy Spirit um, inspired all these letters all these instructions to the church how we should live right and Apostle Paul in the book of Romans writes this okay Romans chapter 7 verse 8 okay so look what Apostle Paul is saying this is not Hitler or this is not uh, you and I or any of these pimps or in one This is Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul speaking. It might might surprise you, right? So, look at that. Apostle Paul is is saying, But sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, produced in me every kind of covetous desire. Right? He's saying, Sin is producing inside him every kind of lustful covetous desire. Right? And then, uh, let's read the same... Uh, chapter chapter 7 and verse 17 onwards, right? Look what Apostle Paul is saying. Uh, and it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, uh, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I... Uh, For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil that I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living inside me that does it. Then he says, so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law which is working inside me, waging war against the members of my body, and then making me a prisoner of the law of sin, at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Then he goes on to say, Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you Lord. So, like, look at look at this. Apostle Paul is describing sin as a force, which is within which is within him, inside his body, working inside his body, making him to do the things which he does not want to do. Right? Um, you take any prisoner, any psychopath who is convicted in the court of law, and then when the judge asks you know questions, he everyone. Invari- invariably everyone says, you know, I, I did not want to do it, I really did not want to do it, but I did it. Maybe because of hunger, maybe because of anger, maybe because of frustration, or maybe because of, you know, some people you will see this, this, this people with dual personal multiple personality disorder disorders saying that, you know, voices in my head made me do it, right? But they say that I did not want to do it. Most of them regret it. They end up doing bad things. Apostle Paul is describing sin as a force inside our body, making us to do things contrary to what God wants us to do. Right? So what is sin now? Right. Surprisingly, you know, the definition of sin. So the New Testament, most of it was written in Greek. The Old Testament was in Aramaic or Hebrew. Right? So the Hebrew word... For sin is not religious at all. It is called kata. Right? Kata. And the uh, Greek word for sin is hamartia. H A M A R T I A. Hamartia. K H A T A kata. Is. Or K A T A. I'm not sure. I think one of it. Kata in Hebrew. Right? Okay. Kata simply means to miss the mark. Okay. It is not religious at all. Simply meaning to miss the mark. Fail. Right, if any child, if any kid fails the tenth exam, we say that, hey you stupid fellow, you khatar your exam. That means he missed the mark. Right? If a archer is trying to shoot at the bullseye and he misses it, he khatar the goal. Right? So if a sailor is going um, on a ship and he forgets, we, we tell him, Don't forget your compass, don't forget a maps, lest you kata your way. Don't miss your way. So that's all there is. Khatha means missing the mark, right? That is the etymology of the word sin, khatha in Hebrew. So what, what what is the goal? What is it that we are missing? What is it human beings missed? What is the goal that we missed? What What caused us to come into such a fallen nature, right? We human beings, we really want to do good, but then we end up being prostitutes, pimps, <laughs> Hitler killing millions of people, right? They they intend to do good. They want to do good, but then they end up doing all sinful things. How how did did it happen? Right. Fortunately, Bible gives us a very, very clear answer to this. Right. So, what is the goal? Right. The goal is what when God created man, right? He created created him in His image. Right. What does that mean? Does it mean that you know we look like God? Hands, legs, face. No, I mean, probably to some, some degree, right? But then, the nature of God is what I'm talking about, right? The Bible is very clear, right? God created man in His image, right? So it's the nature of God, right? Nature of God is demonstrated in Jesus. Jesus said, um, you know, if you love the Lord your God and if you love others, these are the two greatest commandments. He said, as long as we do this, right? We do the will of God. These are the two greatest commandments. So that's the goal. When God created us, He created us in His image. And when God gave all these laws, right? For example, if you look at the Ten Commandments, right? Five of them, um, half of them, are uh, you know about loving God, and the other half is about loving people, loving others. In other words, putting others ahead of you, not thinking about you, not putting uh, you ahead of others, not taking advantage of others, but you putting others in front of you, right. So, um, loving God and loving others, this is God's nature, right, and He created us in His image. He created us that way initially, we were originally created that way, to love God and love others, but somehow we missed the goal. Then we became something else, right. We have come to a stage where we um, you know, take advantage of others, we, we put ourselves in front of others, taking advantage of others in such a way you know, so that it benefits us. It's all about us. It's all about us. right? That's sin. That's the definition of sin. That's the goal what God created us to be. But that goal we miss. How did we miss that? The Bible gives a very clear answer. How did we become like this? We never intended to be become like this. God never intended us to become like this. We don't want to be like this. But how did we become like this, right? Romans chapter 7, which we just read, Paul is saying, Apostle Paul is saying, I don't want to be like this. I hate myself, right? I hate myself. So the Bible is giving us a very clear definition of sin. Like I said, you know, we miss the mark. The mark is like God created us in His image then expected us to love him and love others and then that is the goal we missed and i was explaining to you how we missed that mark right it all happened in the garden of eden right when god created mankind god created him in his image and gave also gave him dominion okay so if we study the bible we will see that you know this real estate the earth that was given to man as his Dominion where we had dominion over everything on this earth was previously uh, belonging to Lucifer, right? Lucifer had the dominion over all of the earth. He was ruling. He was the king of the earth at that time. He was ruling over it, right? And then a rebellion happened, okay? Uh, maybe sometime during uh, another session I will explain that in detail when, what happened. And then Lucifer rebelled against God he wanted to be like God and he was cast away uh, he was the dominion on earth was taken away and then God created man uh, from the earth right and then God gave man that dominion which was once upon a time Lucifer's okay so Lucifer that's why Lucifer hates man so much because um, The dominion which was once possessed by Lucifer now is held by man and then he wants to take over that dominion somehow and then he comes and then tricks mankind, Adam and Eve. He attacked Eve psychologically, right? And then, you know, and then he stole that dominion from us. Okay, so when man fell, when God gave, gave, gave commandment to man, not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? So uh, when 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 man had not eaten from that tree, you know, we were uh, not self-conscious in the sense we were not aware that we were naked. Adam and Eve were not aware that they were naked. They were uh, not ashamed of anything, right? They lived life, they loved one another, and then God told them to, um, you know, populate the earth. But then. What happened was when, uh, when, when they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the Bible says their eyes were opened, right? And then when they slept over it and they woke up, uh, right? They realized that they were naked. Okay, so there is something about this being naked. Bible is pointing out. So, so what it means is that you know, when when you realize that you're naked, you're self-conscious, right? So you don't want others. To look at you and judge you, right? But at the same time, you realize the other person is also naked. So now you know that the other person is also vulnerable. So now you know how to take advantage of that person, right? So that knowledge has become, that knowledge itself is not evil or sin, right? Uh, That caused us to go that way, right? So now you know that the other person is vulnerable. And then now you can take advantage of that person. Right? So that is that knowledge of good and evil, why it has taken us to the uh, to the uh, to the evil path. Right? And second thing that happened in the Garden of Eden was we lost the dominion. Okay? Where we had the dominion. Satan didn't have the dominion at that time. We had the dominion and we lost that dominion. Okay, and then we became subject to Satan and his angels. Okay. So now Satan and his angels have taken dominion over all of us about I mean over mankind they have dominion over us in the sense they have control over us and that is the result that is why uh, you know we we are created in the image of God we want to do good we want to, to, to please God but you know there is a force within us which apostle Paul describes there is something in this world that in this that is making us to do uh, things which we really do not want to do. And Apostle Paul says, look at that, you know, so it's no longer I who do it, it's the sin within me, right? It's it's the sin within me is describing Hamartia as a force, right, within him. So where, what is this force? Where is this force? Right? The Bible again gives a very clear answer. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. I'll read it for you. For we wrestle not. See, look at that wrestle. So, Apostle Paul is struggling in sin, right? All of us, we struggle in sin. Our bodies are fighting against. So, there is a force that is waging war against the members of our body. That's what Apostle Paul described, right? Making us to do things which we do not want to do. That's a wrestling, right? That's a struggle with sin. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, For we wrestle word, wrestle is again fighting, wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Look at that, that's very important. Okay, so we, we are wrestling against principalities and powers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There you go, that is the answer, right? So so what is sin? It is the forces of evil, the forces you uh, know the principalities and powers of darkness, right? Ephesians chapter 2 also describes uh, Lucifer as the prince of this world as the god of this age. right? How did he become the god of this age? He stole the dominion from us and then he has made man his subject, subject under his power. So he's controlling man, he and his angels, he and his fallen angels, demons, they are trying to, They're making man to hate each other, right? The Bible says that, you know, Satan was a murderer. Jesus says, right? He said that Satan was a murderer from the beginning, right? And his only goal is to steal, kill, and plunder and destroy. That's why there is so much of divorce, murder, hate, people taking advantage of each other. So that is the sin we are talking about, the forces of darkness, which is making us to do things not loving one another, not loving God, going anti-God, becoming—that's why there is so much of uh, resistance to the gospel in India, right? These forces of evil—they are—they are causing man, the, the Indians, and you know, where, see wherever, wherever there is so much of idolatry and resistance to the gospel, there is more sin, there is more idol idolatry, idol, idol, there is more evil. Which, we, which, which, we, which which, is very evident, that is what uh, brother Syed has seen when he went to the red light areas and when he has gone to, uh, but of course I am not saying, you know, it's not there in advanced countries, in, uh, in developed countries, right, it is, but the amount is a lot less because there, their hearts are more receptive to the gospel, right, the, the western culture, the American culture, they have grown up uh knowing the word of god you know those days people were teaching the word of god to the children i mean if you're not in church on sundays those days people used to look at it or hardly those days you know but now yeah even they are turning away but then those that christian values are there in 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 the in their hearts even today right although they are turning away from god slowly right but india it's a different story we have never known the gospel the people of india we have never known the gospel we have we have resisted, um, you know, the gospel, the, these, uh, you know, and we, our forefathers, and, you know, we are seeing it even today, right, uh, there's so much of resistance to the gospel and that is the cause, that is the reason why there is so much of evil, poverty, resistance to change, right. Where is it coming from? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 clearly describing as, you know, principalities and powers of darkness. Making man to do things which is contrary to what God wants us to do. Right? So that is sin. So, because of the forces uh, of evil, they have caused us to miss the mark. They have caused us not to be what God intended us to be. And that is sin. Hata. Hamarti is a force inside which is making us to do things which we don't want to do. Not to love others, not to love God, putting ourselves ahead of before others so that you know we take advantage you know what uh, what brother Syed described you know the pimps and things going on in bombay right where people are selling uh, the young girls for 200 rupees a day right and when they're no good they sell their organs making money and then making forcing them to uh, beg in the streets taking advantage they've, they've become just objects of making money rather than human beings right So this is how mankind has come to this stage right because of sin and we are fighting not against human beings like the bible said we are fighting against principalities and powers of darkness against the forces of evil our battle is against them that is our enemy right so thank god god has given us a very very clear definition of what sin is and how we miss the mark and how we uh, you know uh, how god intended us to love him and love others right it's loving others and loving god it's two sides of the same coin right and uh, you know it cannot be without each other it's not exclusive one another if you say that you know i love god you will actually take the gospel to the others you really love others you will actually serve others if you not willing to come out of the comfort of your house and then do all those things and then you say that I love God it really doesn't make any sense right so that's why the the, the story of Jesus is such good news to all of us to everyone right so Jesus he was born without sin right he was the only one who was not born of the, of the lineage of Adam We are all descendants of Adam. Jesus was the new Adam. The Bible calls him the second Adam, right? He was born without sin, right? So, in other words, when when the Bible says Jesus did not sin, it simply means Jesus did not fail to love God and love others. That's all it means, right? Jesus demonstrated that in his life, he loved God. In fact, he loved others to the point of death. He forgave people who crucified him on the cross because he knew the result was not against the people it was against the principalities and powers of darkness. he defeated satan on the cross how did he defeat that dominion that we lost in the garden of eden he came as a man to reclaim that dominion and he reclaimed it so now begins the new kingdom where we have power over the devil so now if we are under christ if we are born again right we are all dead we are all Our bodies were are actually sinful. That's why in our spirit, first we need to be born again, and then we need to be adopted into the kingdom of heaven. When we do that, right, Jesus teaches us how to walk in the spirit, how to die to the body, and how to you know live for the coming kingdom. Right? He teaches us to pray every day, you know. Pray that your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth. Why do we pray that? Because God's will is not being done on earth. Like I gave an example last week to location. You know? so if you're not married, you will pray. Lord, give me a good wife. Lord, give me a good wife. Right? Now you're already married. You will no longer pray like that. So the kingdom of heaven has not come here. That's why we pray every day. May your kingdom come. May your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And when, I know, when his kingdom comes, when we'll all be a part of that kingdom, we will no longer pray that prayer because... the kingdom of God has come on this earth, right? The kingdom of heaven started when Jesus, you know, died on the cross, you know, that when the atonement was done, right? Now this kingdom, right now the kingdom, it's not a physical kingdom, it's among, it's born among each one of us, it's a spiritual kingdom, right? We are all subject to Jesus, not to those words, laws, right? But then eventually when Jesus comes and takes away his church from this, World, which is the rapture, and then when he comes, when he comes back to establish his physical kingdom, we'll all be there with him ruling, right? So that's why the the story of Jesus is such good news for us, right? Because uh, Apostle Paul says, you know, who can deliver me? He is struggling in sin, and he's saying, who can deliver me from this body of sin, body of death? And then he also says, thanks be to God, thanks through. Jesus Christ his son, I can have deliverance from sin, right, because forgiveness is there. So now the devil can no longer accuse you of sin because Jesus has already paid for it. You're clean. It's like, uh, you know, clean slate, absolutely, God remembers your sin no more, right, and then because he has uh, punished his son Jesus Christ on the cross, uh, whenever God, when all the sins that we committed, God spent his wrath upon his son, right. And that's why Jesus, when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, right? God turned his face away from Jesus because he was, all the wrath of God was, he put it on Jesus. Your sin, my sin. Jesus took it on the cross and then he died and he said, it is finished. That was the only time Jesus cried out when God the Father stopped listening to his son. Otherwise, God the Father never uh, stopped listening. All his prayers were answered on the cross. God did not listen to him turn his face away from Jesus because the full wrath of God was satisfied on Jesus for your sin, my sin, right? So spiritually when we are born again, Jesus God remembers our sin no more. There's an exchange, it's a legal exchange that has happened on the cross. When God looks at you, he looks at you because you're born again and you're going to live your life uh, under Jesus Christ, he's going to look at you like the way he looks at Jesus exchange has happened on the cross that's why the the good news you know the story of Jesus so much good news for us right so like first Peter chapter 2 verse 22 says right he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth right and then he says he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness right so like I was saying in Romans chapter 7 Paul is describing sin working in his body but then in Romans chapter 8 if you're free read chapter 8 he demonstrates how we can live in the spirit and you know gain mastery over sin right just like God told Cain you have to master over sin you can master over sin you can rule over it right the New Testament teaches us how to walk in the spirit and not walk in the flesh how to be dead to the body and how to live in the spirit, looking at the promise of the coming kingdom, where all this prostitution, evil, corrupt government—none of it will be there. It will be the righteous rule of Jesus Christ for one thousand years. That is the goal now we are looking for—the glorious future where longevity of everyone—not us—we will be, we will have life eternal. But the people who uh, who will be living that kingdom, you know, under the rule of Jesus, under the rule of us, actually we will be ruling with Jesus, the Bible says, you know, all those people, they will have a really really long life, like how Adam had 800 years, Noah lived for 800, 900 years, the Bible says that someone who dies at the age of 100 will be considered a mere youth, longevity will be increased so much, you know, and since we all, without sin, will be ruling the world, you know, the high, the the governance will be, by people who are without sin there will be no corruption because we know there will be no need for us to take bribe. there will be no need for us to look at a woman and then say hey lust after her because we will not have sin ruling over us at that time okay it will be total governance of uh, righteousness that's the kingdom of heaven that is going to come Jesus is going to come to bring you know to bring that kingdom on earth and that is what we pray every day Right. Thank God. Uh, Right. So, yeah. So that's that's what the biblical definition of sin is all about. What sin is now we know, right? And how the Bible teaches us in the New Testament after we are born again to walk in the Spirit and no longer be subject to this, um, you know, sinful body. Praise be to God. Thank you. Uh, Let's pray, and then I will hand over, uh, you know, the rest of the. Meeting to location. and others. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful time you have given us. Thank you for speaking from your word. Thank you for explaining to us clearly from your word what is sin, right? And what uh, and how to overcome how we can master, um, you know, sin that is w- at work in our bodies. Thank you for demonstrating us through your word. Thank you for explaining it to us from your word. Thank you for this beautiful time you have given us. Take this opportunity to pray for all those people who are struggling in sin all the believers who are struggling in sin we pray that you would give them the spiritual wisdom to look at your coming kingdom and not look at the worldly uh, temporary worldly pressures which is nothing compared to the coming coming glory that we are looking for forward thank you for giving us your insight thank you for giving us the spirit in jesus name we pray and finish Uh, this meeting. Amen. Lokesh, over to you.